argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good to see Eddie's Kazari back in the house. It's been a while. Ace goes. Did you hear I uh, interviewed Neil Patrick Harris the other day? On the, oh no, what was Neil? Uh, not Patrick Harris. Neil uh, Degrasse. Oh yeah, Neil Degrasse Tyson. I asked the question that Scoes wanted me to ask. Me, Scoes. I interviewed the smartest man alive. Isn't that great? This is good. I mean, you love this guy. Did you hear the joke that we had? Uh, they did some moment of the day where it was you. What the hell, cranking the horn, right? So they replayed the they 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 replayed the uh, Jerry Zoo in the top moments of the year. Oh, okay. One of them was the cranking of the horn that you were off and like, oh, this goes probably cranking his horn. And then after the segment ended, I said, yeah, even more so, listening to Neil deGrasse. Tyson. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Did you hear the interview? I, or no? I have not. You I, heard about it? I yes, for sure. Well, obviously, Fleegs. Uh, filled me in yeah you missed then, out on that one i did and then uh, but he uh, i gave you a question i answered or i asked it but yes. i had no idea what the hell it meant and even he when he answered it he goes it was the last question yes he goes how much time do we have <laughs> what was it scary hours or what the hell was a it that spooky he was... action at spooky. a distance <laughs> and then his thoughts on uh, super determinism specifically by this one uh uh physicist yeah 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 did you enjoy your time off uh, you know, holidays, it's like... You can't really enjoy your time no, off? No, it's not a vacation. It's, Were you back yesterday? I was back Monday. Monday? Oh, what is today? I don't even know. Wednesday. Wednesday oh, okay. yes. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. you were back Monday. And you still didn't listen to the interview, for goodness sake? Well, I, I meant to, but... You know, <laughs> you know what I was saying is that yeah. I feel great about doing the interview. And for those of you who weren't listening, Jerry and I last week filled in for Boomer Geo, had Neil deGrasse Tyson on, who apparently is not a UFC fighter like I thought he was, and one of the smartest men walking the planet... I feel great because all those science classes that I failed in school, mm-hmm. I know that those teachers would be jealous that I had a chance to talk to this oh, guy. Oh, for sure, 100%. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel good about it. It does. I don't think I made it past earth science. Mm. Is that like seventh or eighth grade? Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Did you make it far in science class? Uh, like like chemistry, physics was one? No, I I didn't take any hard sciences in uh, in college, or I just took like the bare minimum because hmm. it wasn't. I, I I can sort of understand it, but like when you get deep into the weeds and you know calculus and and differential equations and all that, I'm out. Yeah, me but too. I I I have educated myself or tried to read a lot about all this weird deep stuff, but just on a sort of surface level. One other thing before we let you go, Scott, sure. and I do appreciate your time. We yes, played yeah. a game called uh, TRQ, 10 Random Questions. One of the questions was, uh, Al Dukes and I have a few things in common. Yes. We are, you know, I would say brothers in certain aspects with mm-hmm. our things in common. There are three acceptable answers. Do you know the three? No. We're bald brothers. Oh, okay, yes. Like radio brothers. Sure. Do you know a third? Um, no. A oh, dog. No, no, close, but no. Eskimo brothers. Eskimo brothers. Do you, are, you, are you familiar with this Do you know what this means? Uh, it, does it have anything to do with the Eskimo pie? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. 
Look it up. You could Google it. Is that just Google it? Jerry didn't know either what yeah. Eskimo Brothers was. Is this a relatively new thing, or is it? No, this is an old thing. I am actually. <laughs> I am shocked that you don't know what it is. Can you Google something right there in front I, of you? I will try. Is it safe? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. It's, yeah, he said the, the the thing is potted down there. Yeah, I can't believe you've never heard this. You and Jerry? What is this? Fleeks, did you hear about this? You knew what it was, right? Yeah, because when you said it, I said, I can't wait to hear how this right, is possible. Right I knew exactly what you said. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I thought both of you. <laughs> yes. The blank face. I can't believe you've never heard that before. I've never heard that term. Uh, I don't know what it means, but I've, you know. I've well, been... you know what it means. See, I learned that, I think, like in eighth grade earth science class. Mm-hmm. That's what I picked up. Nothing. Sure. Yeah, nothing specific to uh, any science. Yeah, there's a there's a few other brothers. <laughs> 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 who have worked here. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, no, I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. There's a lot of people in that igloo. <laughs> Thanks, goes. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, where were we? While you were sleeping. Uh, 877-337-6666. It's just been a little bit of a mishmash uh, this morning, so no need to reset. I'll keep it going with the calls here. We're going to 5 a.m. till the warm-up show with Al uh, and Jerry, both uh, brothers of mine in some sort of fashion. Uh, Taco Frank is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco? This is one of those times you better hope your wife isn't listening, buddy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is years ago, so, I mean, you know, this is way before uh, even our relationship. I got a lot of stuff to get through with you, buddy. It's been a little bit, but the first thing, and I don't want to fight with you tonight, but you, you just have to come to terms with it, buddy. You are always going to be the little brother. I don't care. You have your little toys. You have your new, like, I, you do this when I when you see my name on there to get me fired up, buddy, but you have your new little toys. You haven't even won a division yet. So talk to me after three or four titles, buddy. Well, that is Don't true. I, I do. You hear me say it, and I know you know we talk about the, you know, the Mets do have the highest payroll and all that. They're spending the most money, but they have to do it on the field. So the Yankees, even though they haven't been in a World Series since 2009, as you well know, Taco Frank, they have been the team that has dominated on the field, getting to the postseason all these years, winning the divisions, blah, 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 blah. The Mets haven't. They're nowhere near that. So I understand that there's a long way to go. This is only the beginning, though. Exactly. Hey, quick, a bunch of things real quick, but I, I heard the part with the Grazio guy where he asked you, do you know who he is? You said UFC. He agreed, and I turned it off because I'm working and stuff in the morning. Until you brought it up tonight, I assumed this whole time he's a UFC fighter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Jerry was, he was agreeing like, yeah, okay, you idiot. That's what he is, a UFC fighter. <laughs> like, you've never heard of the guy before. Yeah, he, he was just mocking I, me. But when he did it, I said, ah, oh, this is some UFC guy because I don't follow UFC either, but... <laughs> Hey, I, I got to ask you, man, how's the, uh, how's the Lakata willpower? If I told you I've got a guy downstairs with six double-decker Supremes for you and Fleet. You, oh, you, uh, oh, no. No, I'm on a diet. You can't do that to me right now. You know how many times I pass Taco Bell and have that craving? I crave the crunch. Hey, uh, prayers to the Hamlin family, man, like everybody's saying. But um, a, a clean hit, you know, I, I, it's a, you know, I just think it's an unfortunate risk that, the, uh, that these players take. 
And uh, I, I don't think we're going to see changes in, in play, like people are saying, or rule changes, because it was a clean hit. But what I think you're going to see is I think you're going to have more players probably retiring, you know, once they get paid and maybe not hanging on as long. And then the other thing I really think is going to change is, is, you know, all of these kind of events change parents' mindsets. And the younger kids, and, and you're going to have, you know, more mothers and, and fathers, too, keeping – you know, probably keeping kids out of football. So I think things like this have an effect on youth football uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, look, this is something that we've talked about this, maybe not you and I specifically, Taco Frank, but the safety of the sport, I mean, it's gone on for a while, and you felt like, you know, something like this was, while it may be highly unlikely in the exact situation, it was kind of inevitable. To a point where I mentioned this earlier, I was watching the game with my wife, and she was like, oh, this has never happened before? And I was like, no, not like to this severity. And obviously somebody did pass away uh, on the football field in you know 1971 or whatever it was many years ago, which was before my time. I don't recall that. But to have this severe of an injury take place after that type of contact and to watch it unfold the way that it did and then CPR, it was just – it was sickening to see. And you do worry about – you know, or you wonder about the future of the sport. I just don't understand how you can continue in this. It's a violent sport that it's bound to have incidents like this. As unlikely as they may seem or against the odds as this one in particular may be, it's a violent sport. Yeah, it really is kind of amazing that there's not more of them. And, uh, you know, my wife's the same way. She's she's the most non-sports. You know, we couldn't be more opposite on that part, which I think works out great. Right. But, um, you know, her, her extent of sports is when we wake up in the morning, she asks me if I talk to Sal. <laughs> yeah, right. Once in a while, she hears us yelling. Like I told you a few weeks ago when we uh, we were battling, she came down. She thought I was firing somebody. But, um, <laughs> you know, she, she's asking me every two hours, you know, with the update, you know, the update on and things like that. So, um, you know, I think it changes some of the youth mindset and things like that. And you know, I, Hey, by the way, I, if you ever want me to do – you ever watch the uh, Dave Letterman famous skit at Taco Bell? Remember he did that? Uh, that's classic. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you ever want to do like a, a way, way less uh, famous version of that, I'll, I'll, I'd love to do that. Have me do a work at Taco Bell window. We'll record it. Absolutely. Well, at the end of the order, you could just yell at him. It's over. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Good. This is what you ordered, you moron. It's not my fault. <laughs> I put the right stuff in the bag. You hey, moron. I'm saving, all these, I'm saving all these little clips of yours where you're already uh, crowning yourself World Series champ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Last thing, last thing, real quick for you and Fleek, man. I think you guys are both way off. I, I've been lucky enough to be the whole, you know, I've been to Hawaii seven or eight times, and that, uh, you know, that six-hour difference on football is horrible. You don't you like know, it, huh? The West Coast time zone. Well, it's not West Coast. Hawaii six hours different. Yeah, an extra, so an extra two, or whatever, right? Well, it's six, and then it's five because at some part half of the year because they don't do uh, the daylight savings. But seven a.m. football is a killer for me. Um, you know, the, the 1 p.m. games are starting at 7 a.m. there, and then the, the late games you're getting at 10 o'clock. And I, I wasn't a big fan of that. And the West Coast, I can do a little bit. You know, in the Vegas and stuff, it's fun, and you do eggs and sausage and everything, but the, the Hawaii time is tough. Yeah, I didn't mind it. And thank you for the call, Taco Frank. As always, good to hear from you. We appreciate you checking in. I didn't mind it. You know, we referenced it, Fleegs was saying, because he was on the West Coast. He just got back from the Rose Bowl. He was enjoying the different start times for a football Sunday. And I uh, went back to my honeymoon, and I remember enjoying it uh, in Hawaii. I just liked that it was over early, which, I mean, look, honeymoon, different situation. 
I don't know if I would like that everyday life, but it was cool to wake up, have the games going on, but also knowing that the over early you could go out to dinner and, and not have to worry about it. Um, it was just uh, it was a different experience starting those games at that time. George is calling from Babylon. What's up, George? George, shut the radio off. Oh, my God, George, please. Chris is calling from Carmel. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Good morning. How are you, man? Good, Chris. What's on your mind? Good to have you back. Hey, listen, I, I was just talking to the guy on the board. Quickly, good to have you back. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's been a good listen the last 10 days. I hate to say that to you. Nothing against you. It's great to have you back, but I uh, got to speak to Danielle and Manny and the other guy yesterday. Oh, good. That means when I move on, then uh, we'll be in good hands here on the overnight. When you move up, there's a uh, next man up. There's a, there's a good bench behind you. Good to know. <laughs> Anyway, I spoke to Zoo. He's hilarious. But uh, very quickly, I mean, what a great week as you come back. Uh, Correa's going to sign on a modified contract. Daniel Jones is vindicated. He's the guy. I mean, how great to be a Messer Giants fan right now. I think it's good to be a New York sports fan in particular, Chris, and thank you for the call. But, yes, you want to talk about, you know, the Giants and their success. Look, this is a this is a week and as we look ahead and – you know, like you said, the the sports world is kind of in a holding pattern with the Demar Hamlin news, and that's how we started the show talking about that. Or just didn't feel right discussing anything else at length, or at least me going on a rant about certain things, or or you know, going on a, a, a long um, run on, on the Giants. They deserve a ton of credit, though. And when we get some clarity here into when these games are going to be played, if the schedule resumes. You know, if the health of uh, Hamlin is good, then maybe it'll be a little bit more exciting. But obviously Sunday was a great atmosphere. It was expected to be that way going in. Giants lived up to the expectations, buried the Colts in a celebratory atmosphere, something the Jets had an opportunity to do against the Patriots weeks back. And obviously they didn't. Turned out to be the beginning of the end of their season. But with the Giants, they did put the stamp on their season. Jones played a great game. They clinched their playoff spot, and it really feels good, especially after you know the the horrific football that we've watched for years here between both these two teams, but in this case, the Giants, as they get back to the postseason. And with the Mets, you know, we don't know what's going on with Carlos Correa just yet. It sounds like it's going to happen. It sounds like it's inevitable. Ken Rosenthal was the uh, or had the latest report saying that uh, a deal uh, between the Mets and Correa expects to get done, but it may be drastically different from the one that they originally agree- agreed to. What does that mean? Who knows? But between the Mets and Yankees, the Giants, and even the Jets, who, while it is a very disappointing ending to their season, I still think they exceeded... All expectations. Maybe not all, but at least came close to exceeding all expectations. They made the playoffs. I mean, I don't think many people were picking them. I said at the beginning of the year, if everything went well for the Jets team, if everything went right for the Jets team, they could be a playoff team. Could be if everything went right. Well, everything did not go right. Not even close to it. And they still almost were a playoff team. So it's disappointing the way that it ended. But overall, they've still been way better than anything that we've seen in the last several years. You throw in the Knicks, who have been competitive, if not entertaining. Brunson, Randall, Barrett. Rangers, Islanders. 
And you could even throw in the Devils and obviously the Nets, who the Nets are on the verge of becoming the top team in the East, and I think going to win a championship. New York sports is alive and well right now. Your favorite NFL team is getting ready for a new season of football. From OTAs to minicamp, Odyssey is your home for local sports talk and coverage all off-season long. Get updates on key storylines, rapid reactions, rookie reports, and more. From people who know the team the best, it's always football season with Odyssey. Stream the shows you love on your computer, phone, smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan. Add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. Make the 2023 or make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now. And place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Rangers got a big win last night. Garden was electric. Regular season game against the Hurricanes, who had won 11 in a row. Rangers dismissed of them in a, in a great win. They have been playing really well. Yankees, we mentioned, they hired Brian Sabian uh, to come back. Uh, I didn't even know that Sabian was with the Yankees from 85 to 92. I learned that today. And had, uh, as Cashman said, uh, had an integral part of, you know, developing, drafting and developing Jeter and Posada and Bernie and Pettit. Um, so, you know, it's nice to have Sabian back and a voice, a different voice, a voice that, you know, was somewhere else for 30 years and won World Series on his own and now comes back as an advisor and maybe bringing something a little different to the table as opposed to just the constant analytics where they look at the same numbers and everybody's saying the same thing. I think it's a good hire for the Yankees. The Mets are waiting on Carlos Correa, or they're not awaiting. They are trying to figure out, I guess, what you know. Correa and the Mets got to come to an agreement on a deal here so they could get that done. And you know, obviously we talk about the Jets and Giants and the Jets still with their quarterback mess and needing to figure that out moving forward. And the Giants in a good spot right now going to the postseason after a Week 18 matchup in Philadelphia, assuming that Week 18 stays on schedules. Of course, all of our thoughts are with Damar uh, Hamlin and hoping that uh, you know he comes out of this okay and we can slowly start to move on and get excited about Week 18 and the wild card round and the division round, two of the best weekends in sports. I mean, those are wildcard weekend, divisional round, best weekends in sports. And I'm looking forward to it, but it's just, you know, we're, we're kind of in that holding pattern with Hamlin and hoping that he comes out of this okay. And, until then, it just doesn't feel right getting excited about week 18 or the postseason. 877-337-6666. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Sal, welcome back. Good to hear you. Thank you, Brett. What's on your mind? Well, 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 look at the Giants. Playoff bound. And Daniel Jones, just like I said, right? Top 10 quarterback. 
But I do want to, I want to correct myself. I said the Giants would make a Super Bowl run. And everybody laughed me off the radio. All my friends are laughing at me. I want to up that. The Giants are going to win the Super Bowl this oh, year. Oh, God. Come on, please. They're going to win the Super yeah. Bowl. Watch. Okay. No, well, they're not. They're no, going to win not. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, okay. They are. All right. They're going to win they the Super Bowl. They got healthy I'll see. at the right time. I'll see. Yeah. They, you're right. They look, they're going to be a Super Bowl winning team. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Super Bowl. Sal, you've been watching football your whole life. You, you, you haven't seen Stranger Things. You haven't seen teams that. You know, have nothing to lose, start to gel, they're healthy during the playoffs. No, I, I do think a lot of times I look for the unthinkable or, oh, this can't happen. This is no way this is going to happen. This, it's not going to happen, though. This is not that time. Let, let, let me ask you a question. So if they play Minnesota first, you wouldn't be shocked if they won that like a real close no, I think they game, could. Correct? I think they could. I'm not saying okay. that they will. I think they could win that game. That's probably the one matchup I think that I would pick them to have a would, chance in. Would you be shocked? I'll give you the teams. Would you be shocked if they beat the Eagles or the Cowboys? Or yes. No? Would you be shocked about both of those? Yes. I don't think they're anywhere near as good as the Eagles or the Cowboys. I don't think they're anywhere near as good as the Niners. I'll take it a step further. I don't think they beat the Bucs if they play them. What, what do you see in the Bucs that's so good? Because Brady had a good game and they didn't double cover Evans and it was wide open. Tom, yeah, yeah, Tom, Are they all of a sudden good? Yeah, Tom Brady. Um, the, Tom Brady at 44, who's had a terrible season. All of a sudden, yeah. he's had a couple of good weeks. Well, you know, Tom Brady in the postseason. I mean, you're, you're saying Daniel Jones is going to win the Super Bowl. And I think Tom Brady in the postseason, I'd favor him and the Bucs, especially the Bucs would I have home field. I think the Giants have it. I think that's what it is. I don't think what Daniel is, what Jones is it exactly? the Giants. I don't think that uh, Daniel Jones is carrying the Giants. I think it starts with Do you the realize if this, if this Giants team won the Super Bowl, it would be the worst Super Bowl winning team in the history of the sport. Like, there's no way so, that that's going to happen. They're not I, I, that mean, good. I, I think you're just making that statement up. No, I'm, I'm not. I mean, find me, find, me a, find me a worse. If the Giants this year at 9-6-1, yeah. maybe, I mean, oh, look, maybe they beat the Eagles. Well, you're going record. Seahawks were 7-9, but you mean yeah, records? But yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying that this this Giants team, if they, if uh-huh. they get, if they, I mean, they're not going to beat the Eagles, but let's just say they do. 10-6-1, this Giants team the way that they've played this year with basically winning one game by more than double digits, if they went on to win the Super Bowl this year, which, by the way, is never going to happen in a million years, if they They're did that, it up. would be the worst worst Super Bowl winning team in the history of the sport. Okay, well, we'll see, but I, yeah, I, well, don't, I, I mean, don't know but it's ridiculous. Yeah. Who, are their, who are their receivers? Who's their best receiver? Yeah, but when I tried arguing that every single time, everybody, you said excuses. So it's one yeah, way or the Daniel, other. Yeah, for going, Daniel Jones. For Dan, I'm talking about the team as a whole. It's different. You're making the wide receivers an excuse for Daniel Jones, and I'm saying that that has nothing to do with it. I'm talking about the wide receivers for the team. Obviously, if they had so good you, wide receivers. So you, you think I'm crazy. I get it, but trust me. I know a lot about No, I don't think you're crazy. Point, I don't think why, you're crazy. Why I, I think the Giants do have a shot, though, if you want to be real about it, is that it's not just at this point now when it's when you're in the tournament and it's one and done. This is just my opinion from watching all the Super Bowls, and I'm not comparing them to the Strahan D line team and those teams. I'm not. But what I am saying is, with this coaching in those spots, knowing that we arguably have right the best coaching staff in the league, is that an argument right off the bat? If you, I don't know how much stock you put into coaching. I like Dable. I don't, think, he's a, I don't think they're the best coach you. in the league. He doesn't lose you the game. So if you play a team like the 49ers, I'm just making it up, 
All of a sudden, you trust Brock Purdy, a rookie third-string quarterback. I know he's okay. Mm. All of a sudden, he chokes and throws a couple of picks. I'm not shocked about that. Maybe you are. Right, right, but to have them do it three times, that's where you're going to have the issue. And thank you for the call, Brad. I mean, I don't think you could be shocked on any given Sunday. But this Giants team, who lost in Seattle who barely beat Houston, got embarrassed by Detroit, beat badly again on Thanksgiving in Dallas, tied Washington, got beat again by Philadelphia. Like, they, they lost in Minnesota. Yeah, close game and could have won. They didn't. They lost. They beat Washington in Washington on a favorable call that they got at the end of that game. They smashed the Colts, who are one of the worst teams, if not the worst, if not one of the worst teams, the most dysfunctional team in the league. Like, what exactly have they done that would make you think? And then this is just the last since week eight. They have three wins since week eight. We're approaching week 18. One, two, three. Three wins since week eight. We're approaching week 18. And a lot of those losses, they got it handed to them. So when you ask why I think it's crazy to talk about the Giants and the Super Bowl, that's why. I think it's great. And and this is where Giant fans get out of control. Like, why can't it just be great that you made the playoffs. This is a great accomplishment for a team that was expected to do nothing. They made the playoffs. It's a great season. Daniel Jones put the stamp on a terrific season with his performance in Week 17 against Indianapolis. They clinched the playoff spot. Maybe they could win a playoff game in the right matchup. To think that they're going to win the Super Bowl? Come on now. Crazy talk. And then you could hope that they could win the Super Bowl. And yes, you could go against all odds. It's a little different, though. Then to your point about the Giants' pass rush that upset the Patriots in their undefeated season. Or the Giants' team combined with Eli, a proven winning quarterback at that point, And that defense doing it again for their second Super Bowl win. Going on those two incredible runs. They were incredible runs. But that team was at least legitimate. This team is not. What is their strength? Where is the strength on this Giants team? What exactly did they do well? What, coach a good game? Is it special teams that's excelled? Like, what, Are they excelling at special teams? What exactly? When you look at this team, you say, you know what? That's their bread and butter. Oh, running the football? Even that's not dominant. Daniel Jones has been solid. Their strength is not beating themselves. Well, in the postseason, you got to be a little bit better than that. Their defense isn't great. I mean, it looked pretty good against the awful Colts. Let's see what happens this week against Philadelphia. I mean, is it too much to ask to see the Giants beat a few good teams along the way? Is that too much to ask? Before I buy into them as Super Bowl contenders? Come on. Jeff is calling from Smithtown. Jeff? 
Yeah, good morning, Sal. Uh, this guy, Brett, uh, I know, you know, we're all fans of football teams and stuff like that, but I agree with you 100%. Who have the Giants actually beaten this year that, other than Baltimore, has over a 500 record? They show me nothing. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say they show nothing, but to, to say Super Bowl, like there's a big difference between nothing and Super Bowl, right? And the Giants are somewhere in between. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. But like I said, I mean, they beat Green Bay. Okay, Green Bay at the time was what? They were reeling. You know, now they're, now they're peaking at the right moment, and I believe they're going to beat Detroit and get into the playoffs. And there's another team that could be dangerous. You can never count out Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, right, and at least Aaron Rodgers has done it before. I mean, I think there's something to be said about that. Now, I don't think the Packers – I don't even think the Packers are going to beat the Lions, as a matter of fact, Sunday night. I think the, I think the Lions are going to win that game. Now, they need Seattle to lose, which doesn't seem likely, but the Lions need some help to get in, and thank you for the call, Jeff. I just – this is not, like, groundbreaking what I'm saying. The Giants are not – the idea that you would even mention them in the same breath as Super Bowl to me is ridiculous. Now, Jerry in the newsroom was listening, just sent me a list of the teams record-wise, that of the worst teams record-wise to win a Super Bowl. Giants in 2011 were 9-7. and 2012 Ravens, 2010 Packers, 2007 Giants, and the 1988 49ers, all 10-6. and So this Giants team right now is 9-6-1 and and are going to be playing the Eagles with something to play for. Now, if they win that game... Maybe a little bit of a different story. And obviously the records change now with the added game. So the Giants could get that 10th win to get 10-6-1. But I'm not even talking about just record. I mean, I'm looking at them thinking that they're going to be 9-7-1. So a record maybe has a little bit of a part of that. But in reality, it's not just the record. It's the reality of watching them every week. Like, my goodness. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know the sport. Like, I've watched it long enough to know the difference of a Super Bowl winning team or not. And like I said, did I think the Giants were going to win the Super Bowl in 2007? No. Or 2011? No. But it was different then. Because at least that team had a great strength. They had an experienced coach in Coughlin. They had a great strength with that defense, with that pass rush. And Eli proved to be money when it mattered most. And those were, both of them, two of the more incredible runs the sport has ever seen. So I get why Giants fans would always believe, but it's different this time. Daniel Jones is not Eli Manning, nor do the Giants have that pass rush. Also, it's easier to get into the postseason now, meaning that you know back then, even though their record may not have been great, still getting into the postseason, that meant a little more. Now it's not that it's watered down, but there's an extra spot. If there weren't that extra spot, I mean, who knows what difference we'd we'd be seeing here. Know, playing it out obviously the whole year the way that uh, the way that it went and look the Giants are in you can't knock them I, I get it they, they made the playoffs can't take that away from them and they deserve it they are one of the better teams in the NFC but where would you rank like you really think they're going to beat 
the Niners, the Eagles, Cowboys, like two of those three teams. And like I said, I don't even think they beat the Bucs. And we shouldn't just be looking at Minnesota, even though I don't trust Minnesota. It's not like it's a a layup win. Yeah, the Giants came close. But point spread doesn't matter in these games. You actually have to win the game. They lost, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just check. Yeah, they lost that game in Minnesota. They didn't win it. They almost won. Almost doesn't count in the NFL. I just you got you always have to take it too far with the Super Bowl talk. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Understand Salakata, by the way, back on the fan. Hi. Warm-up show with Alan Jerry coming up in just a little bit. I'll never understand fans who aren't realistic. I get that you want to be optimistic about your team and have hope, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible. You know, obviously the Giants have proven in years past, you know, people who thought that it was impossible to beat the Patriots or go on a run and beat the Cowboys and beat the Packers and get to the Super Bowl, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. It was a little different, but still, nothing is impossible. I get that. However, to say it's realistic to think or expect that the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl, I just I just don't understand that that logic. For me, I'd be looking at it realistically saying, "Wow, anything else that happens from here is gravy. We've had a great year getting back to the postseason, restoring some respectability." in a once-proud franchise. Dable's the right guy. I'm excited to see what Joe Shane can do to put other pieces in place next year to where maybe then they can become a legitimate postseason-slash-Super Bowl contending team. The best teams don't always win. The most loaded rosters on paper don't always win. But this is not that. This Giants team is lucky to be in the postseason. To go on a run like that to the Super Bowl even? Forget about winning it. To the Super Bowl? Come on now. Rich is calling from Freeport. What's up, Rich? Come on, Sam. Rich? Come on. <laughs> uh, 07. Do I have to remind you of 07 and 08? That's exactly what happened. With what? With, an, with the Giants. With the Giants. Basically going into Lambeau Field against all the elements and mm. basically, uh, you know, going on with the uh, New England Patriots, the undefeated team that year, mm. and take, you know, it's optimism, optimism. And I'll be honest with you, with with New York Giant fans, sometimes optimism supersedes the logic behind our thinking. Right, or realism. And- Exactly, exactly. And look, I get it. Maybe yeah. maybe if that happened, you know, uh, to a team that I root for, maybe I'd feel that same way. But I, I can't imagine that you would think logically that that could happen every time. Now, it's no, an, to but, credit, but, but it's it did happen twice. Time. Well, it did happen twice with Eli. I mean, he did do it twice. But it by did. the way, the, the last time, I guarantee you, now I wasn't here for that, but I guarantee you the last time the Giants were in the playoffs, you know, the whole boat party thing, I guarantee you Giant fans were calling up saying, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I know it. I know it. They're going to win the Super Bowl. 
I wouldn't bet against that. <laughs> I really wouldn't. But hey, I'm a I'm a big blue fan. I love it. I um I think that um hey, we have a chance, you know. As long as you're in there, you have a chance. Got to be and, in uh, it to win it. Hey, you got to be in it to win it. The Philly uh game coming up. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They uh whooped our butts um 44 to something, I think it was. Um over here in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be tough for us to go in there. I think I think right now the the spread is like fourteen points that uh they're giving us. Um anyway. Hey, with the giant uh with the Jets, uh Sal. You know, I was just looking over some 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 all the games this year and I noticed that every single game, with the exception of four, the Jets defense allowed twenty five points or more, right? Like I know, I know there's a lot of Jet fans that they talk about how great their defense is and yada yada. But in all reality, I was just looking that over. I'm not a Jet fan, but I was looking over, and I said, "Wow, only four times they gave up more than 25 points this year to any team." And uh, I think it was two uh, out of the four times they actually won the game. Um, in those cases, their, their defense like, has been what? overrated. Their defense has been. No, I know overrated. that. Yeah. I know that. I know that, Sal. I know that. But what I was saying is like, well, you know, everybody's talking about how overrated this defense is. But when I looked over, when I looked over the the whole stretch, I said, wow, that's actually pretty good. Only four games that they allowed twenty five points or more, and it wasn't in the 40-point margin. It was actually like 30 or 31 points that they gave, 27 in one case. And it was like, all right, you got to respect that. You have to respect that. Anyway, listen, with Matty Ice, mm-hmm. I know I know a, a lot of a lot of fans might consider you a little biased, for sure. I uh, am. I'll admit I'm a Falcon fan. Right. But listen, but listen, what I'm saying to you is this. Matty Ice is a legitimate legitimate quarterback who still has it. it you know it might not be much left that he has left in the tank but he still has it and whatever he could give the jets if they were to acquire him it's going to be a plus and not only that but the mentorship how he's going to be able to take zach under his wing and basically you know nurture him i think that's going to be a big plus and i think that a lot of a lot of fans that are that are basically shooting him down just for the fact that that you're a Falcon fan. I think that's well. That's, I don't think it's that. Not, that's I, not fair. I, I don't but think it's that. And I think, it's, and I think it's he's wrong. worth a shot. Well, thank you, Rich. I appreciate the call. I don't think it's that that I, I'm a Falcon fan. If anything, they should take that more seriously. I know him better than anybody else does. I guarantee you. And, and you guys should know me if you've listened to me do these overnights for however long I've been doing them. I rip everybody, right? If there comes a time where somebody needs to be criticized, I'm doing it. So why don't I do that with Matt Ryan? Obviously, he didn't play at his best this year, but think of the circumstances around him. Poor play from the offensive line, new system, putting too much pressure on himself to try to go out there and do too much. Team isn't very good. And then they made him the fall guy. Not to mention that Matt Ryan's been overrated, uh, uh, been underrated his entire career. My point was about the Matt Ryan stuff, and then people call. I don't think it has anything to do with me being a Falcon fan. People call and just rip Matt Ryan because they've watched some highlights and they've watched other losers on social media mock Matt Ryan as if they know what they're talking about when they don't. Oh, look, Matt Ryan's horrible. He's trash. No, you're not watching the game. You know nothing about him. 
he can still play the position. Not only that, he's more so than what Matt Ryan could do on the field under center at this particular point in his career. He is the perfect mentor for Zach Wilson. My main objective, if I'm the Jets, is to see, salvage, see, whatever, what's left of Zach Wilson. And that doesn't mean Jimmy Garoppolo. doesn't mean Derek Carr. By the way, those guys would be going a different direction. I don't like those guys. That's where you want to go if you're the Jets, Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? That's the answer for this team that couldn't find a, a, a quarterback forever? That's the answer? A guy that the Niners couldn't wait to bench and a guy that the Raiders are going to move on from for Jared Stidham. That's what the Jets want, as opposed to developing their own. So if I'm of the the thought, and I am, if I'm of the thought process that I want to save Zach Wilson, I look at a guy like Matt Ryan, if the Colts cut him, and I hope that they do, and he becomes available, that to me is the perfect guy to bring in, mentor Zach Wilson, have them compete for the starting job. If Ryan wins it, let him get two, three, five weeks, whatever it may be, and then you hand it over to Wilson when he's ready. But Ryan is the perfect mentor. Oh, by the way, he won an MVP in 2016 in Kyle Shanahan's offense. What do you think Mike LaFleur uses? It makes too much sense. Eric is calling from Tom's River. What's up, Eric? Hey, what up, my friend? How you doing? How are you, Eric? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, You did great last week. Uh, Loved hearing you. Thank you. Uh, You know, on the way way to work. Um, But the thing you just said last, I got a little, um, I was calling about my Eagles, but mm-hmm. before that, I mean, about Matt Ryan and, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, like that thing. I mean, look at, I mean, uh, what's, he won a Super Bowl, uh, um, Flacco. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and you see, hey, you know, he just has, this uh, face like he doesn't want to be there. If, uh, but Flacco's not Matt Ryan. That that proves He's the exact... That it, I don't care that he won a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan is better than Joe Flacco. Always yeah, was, I, always will be. I agree with you totally. Yeah. I totally agree with you. But uh, my my uh, point more towards that, and please, let me get to an Eagles point. If well, hurry up because the show's about to end. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But I just think that, that Zach... I. I don't know. Something about him, I just don't think that it's good. I think he's another one of those uh, on the Arizona quarterback. Uh, yeah, Rosen. Okay, yeah, you think he's yeah. a bust. I understand that. A lot All of people, right, yeah. you're not alone. A lot of people think that. Yeah. All right, so let me get to my Eagles point. Uh, one, um, I do think, and it looks like that, uh, what you would call it, is playing. Um, Jalen Hurts. MVP court. Yep, Jalen Hurts. I do believe he is going to play. And um, I, I have not heard anything because I've been working a lot. Um, do you know if the Giants are going to start their? Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I have not heard that yet. But the point spread, and thanks for the call, Eric. Appreciate you checking in. Fleegs and I were just talking about that before. Point spread is 14 and a half. I mean, that's a lot. Even though I know the Eagles are better than the Giants, 14 and a half is a lot. So it would make you think that something is up because the Giants obviously have nothing to play for. They're locked in. Even if they play their starters or start their starters, how long is that going to be for? I don't know. We haven't got a definitive answer from that. Or at least I haven't seen it yet. Maybe we'll get something like that 
later on today or tomorrow. As we start to get closer to week 18. Remember, this is on the assumption that uh, week 18 is going to be played as we all wait and you know hope for the best with DeMar Hamlin. As that situation still, you know, at the forefront when you're talking about the NFL. But assuming those games do get played week 18 as normal, as scheduled, I think the, you know, Dable's going to have a decision to make. And we've seen it work before. I can understand both sides. You can't, you know, you you don't want to run Daniel Jones out there and have him get hurt. And if you're going to restrict what he could do, then why have him play anyway? But there is the, you know, Tom Coughlin did it with the Giants and it worked well. There is the thought process to go out there and play hard and see what you got. Although maybe in this case it could be more demoralizing to the Giants than anything else because if they go out there full bore and get spanked by the Eagles, that could send them into the postseason on a sour note. But that's not going to happen, of course, because the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. All right, that does it for us. Be back again tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, 2 a.m. Thanks to Fleegs. As always, we appreciate the help. Thanks to everybody who called and who listened. I appreciate each and every one of you, even that one idiot guy who I had to yell at before. Anyway, all right, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. They're coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Yeah.